Yo, what is good, world? It's your boy, Calvin Leroy King the Third, And as always, I have my lovely co-hosts with the most by my side, Miss Reese PC, the one and only. Hey, y'all. And we thank y'all for tuning in and turning up for another dope episode of This, That, and The Third, the lifestyle show that gives you life. Literally. Literally. Now, we're going to be begin the show in the best fashion we know how, and that's by uh, bringing in some new news for all y'all new news out there. All right. So, Reese, what's topping off our news segment this week? The war in politics, right? Mm. So, as you all should know, um, if you haven't been under a rock, mm. that uh, Andrew Gilliam, a Florida A&M graduate, okay. was picked for the Democratic spot for governor. Hey, Rattlers. Right. And he was a, the Tallahassee mayor. So okay. He was a mayor. Now he's running for governor. Mm, that's what's up. That's right, what's up. So this really stood out because his opponent, mm. Ron DeSantis, okay. anyway, Trump's pick. Ah. He, did you hear him say on the news, like, the last thing we need to do is monkey this up mm. by trying to embrace a socialist agenda. Did you hear him say this? Monkey this up? What does that mean? Don't know. This nigga doesn't belong in this seat. That's what but that means. why? He's why? the coolest monkey in I politics. Feel like... The, the word monkey in black folks oh, are oh, becoming... we've been over this. Like, too close. It's we've ridiculous. We've been over this. I mean, it, at the end of the day, man, shots fired. Yeah. And I think that the best thing that Brother Gilli Gilliam, Gilliam yeah. can do is take the high road. All right? He did. I, he didn't I, respond. Okay. He, he, he was really like, you know, people going to say what they're going to say. Yeah. The fact is we won and we got the spot. And <laughs> so, obviously, people are upset. Nah, 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 boo-boo, nigga. Yeah, we, <laughs> we here. Um, <laughs> So what I thought was interesting, not only with this particular election, but I saw on John Oliver last week, last week tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's Love funny that name, right? Dude, call. It's funny. Dude, call. He talked about um, the fact, uh, the fact about how many felons, right, mm -hmm. don't have the right to vote. True. Then he went to Florida. How Florida has like 1.6 million people who are convicted felons mm. and don't have their right, but Florida has the process to get those rights back. Did mm. you know that? Mm -mm. Let's talk about this process. Let me find out Florida progressive. <sighs> kind of, but not really. Ah, so it's a trap. You have to wait six years mm. after you get out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, social bankruptcy. You have to wait to apply to get your rights To back. get in line. Then you apply. Mm. Then you have to go down to Tallahassee, turning the paperwork so that you can go to court and be seen. Mm. So once you turn in the paperwork, it may be six months to a year oh, yeah. before you can be seen. So it's a party. This is a six to eight year process. Oh, yeah. That. yeah. Then once you're being seen, there's not like a board. Mm -mm. There's the governor and like two other people, two mm. of his homeboys, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> the deputy governor and his cousin. To review these cases. Mm. Now, if you have um, 1.6, and I'm not sure if that was the exact number, but it was more than a million. Yeah. Um, people who are applying or potentially applying, right? Who's reviewing all that? This governor or governors and governor cabinet, let's say, is supposed to review all of these cases. Yeah, those who apply. Not to say that everybody's applying uh, for their you, rights back. But, but even some, if a small percentage, that's still a lot, lot of people. For, for, for the a nigga that has a full-time job right? running a state. Okay, so they showed us the process. Now, there's no rules that they, they go by and say, oh, if they met this criteria, this criteria, they're working full time. It's just a feel. None of that. It's a feel. It's a feel. It's how they feel Man. if you've earned your right back. Right. That is the bullshit. You know what's interesting about that, too, is that with all the punch list items that a governor is responsible for, 
where in that uh, priority list is, is that? let me go see felons who probably don't fuck with me. You know, because all the moves that politicians usually make are in attempts to get more backing, more yeah. following, more votes. Vote. So one, you can't vote right now, so that helps me if you don't fuck with me. And I'm supposed to meet with you to possibly reinstate your voting yeah. so you can vote against me? Fuck out of here. Well, so they showed an example of an elderly black man. Mm. They didn't mention his crime or whatever. He oh, Willie. Right. But he's applying to get his, his rights back. And I would say he's mid-60s, early 70s, right? So he's been waiting for some nah, time. Whistled at a white woman. And um, the governor was just like, well, you know, I don't, I don't feel like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really feeling it today. Mm. That was his answer. I haven't had and breakfast. So the guy was like, well, governor, can I ask you a question? He said, sure. He said, well, you know, how does a person who's trying or who has been doing the right thing, mm -hmm. going to work, you know, being a good citizen, being a good person and taking care of my family, what else is it that I have to do mm. to get these rights back? Like, What do you want from when me? When will you feel like <laughs> I've earned it? I mean, he asked that. Right. And the governor was just like, eh. I'll let you know. Sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll Oliver, DM you. John Oliver went in, to say the least. Yeah. Like, that, because that's ridiculous. Somebody's, like... Um, I ain't gonna say livelihood, but, but it's, it's a part of their humanity is hanging in the balance because of your feelings, feelings. my nigga. And if you have to pay taxes, you should ha you should be able to vote. Facts. Period. Facts. The felons shouldn't have to pay taxes. On the real. Like some of these things are just ridiculous. So yeah, it's just, a trap. It's a trap. Hopefully, maybe, and then with this particular governor, let's say the governor before him, they saw like over a hundred thousand cases, mm. and gave those rights back. This governor only seen like four thousand. How long has he been in office? A long damn time. Long So enough. that's not his priority, clearly. Damn, so obviously. hopefully with Andrew Gilliam or whoever else comes in next, right. that that can be something that they really push and talk about. Man, Gilliam going to get in there and let my people go. That's hopefully. what's... He going to give us free. Yeah. <laughs> and, but at the end of the day, politics is a business, man. Yeah, but you know is. what else is a business? Weed. <laughs> I was riding down... I had to be... Arch... Not Archer. What's the diagonal street by Western? Is that Ogden? Ar Ogden or Archer? I think I was down. riding through Ogden, okay. and it just said, medical marijuana. <laughs> I was like, damn, that sign is aggressive. <laughs> like, it's, it's here. It's here to stay. And I thought that that was like a greenhouse. But I'm like, no, medical marijuana is prescription-based only, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, um, it, but it's coming. No, it's coming. Yeah. And weed is a business, man. Get down or lay down. Yeah, so Las Vegas... Um, has racked in over 140% of what they expected to do in sales. So they 140%. made 140%. Yeah, they went over. Excuse they me. They made 70 million dollars in tax revenue. Can we slow clap Las Vegas? Yeah. I swear on everything. It's been a long <laughs> a long time coming and you knew this change was going to come because weed doesn't kill. Weed Makes you chill. And it's not the gateway drug to none of that other none stuff. None of right. that stuff. If you were going to do that stuff, you were going, going to, to do, do it, it with or without <laughs> weed. Let's be real. Yeah, Let's be real. If you're sucking dick for coke, <laughs> it's not because of weed, man. No, Please, stop not. blaming weed. No, it's not. So, yeah, that was just something I saw and I thought, hmm, you know, take note. 
Well, jumping back into politics real quick, you know we lost a soldier. Now, it's, 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 it's crazy because I say soldier and I'm paying homage and, you know, this is a military veteran. And he put on, you know what I'm saying, the best way he knew how. And it's just hard to kind of see that when he's an op in his political campaign yeah. against your particular candidate. Right. And then when you kind of take a step back and the smoke clears, you're like, well, damn, this was a man. This was yeah. a human. This was an American. Yeah. I will say that um, watching uh, Senator John McCain's funeral services, mm -hmm. one, you're right. When he was going against Obama, I Man. was like, fuck you, John McCain. McCain. Right? You know, Get your little hand. Feeling him. Get your little left side of your body ass up out of here, man. But, <laughs> no, I wasn't. I really wasn't. Nobody was fucking with John McCain. But, because it's a smear campaign. It's like, yeah. don't talk about yeah. Obama, bro. Well, but I did respect him because he did speak up. He when stood people up. were, you he know, having up. stuff to say about him. Before that, he was, I'm not going to say I never, I, I disliked him always mm -hmm. because I understood his policy and politics, right. but just when he was running with, against Obama. Yeah. But what I love about him and his family is, one, he planned his own funeral He services. knew he was on his way out. He, he knew he was on his way out. together. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? This is a prime example of a family that has been for generations right. wealthy, yeah. right? And now they're going to continue. Like the generational wealth thing, like just being prepared Jeezy. and planned. And I think Aretha right. and <laughs> other people of other races <laughs> should also plan and yeah. be prepared because that's how you set your family up. And that's my thing, man. Like the one guaranteed in life is death. So why does... Our people and our community act like no preparation needs to be put towards the fact that you will eventually die, die and people <laughs> will still be here. Like, I, I think that a lot of us are selfish mm -hmm. enough to be like, man, I'm going to run it up. I'm going to run the tab up. I'm going to have this upside down <laughs> ass mortgage, these car notes, this wide the bam. All these kids, and, and I'm out of here due to diabetes and cholesterol, <laughs> and y'all go ahead and divvy that up, right? Yeah. Versus... Being like, yo, one, my lifestyle. I don't need, if you're living for yourself and you're living for what makes you happy and joyful and you find that peace, mm -hmm. it's not a lot of these material things that right. provide that. If you go after the happiness, those material things will pursue you, in my opinion. Then you're living this nice lifestyle. You're living below your means. You're able to stack your bread. You're able to thrive in the moment and in the now. And then you're able to be mindful and forward thinking or progressive enough to say, look, I know I'm getting up there in age. I lived a full life. I'm going to put some uh, investment vehicles in place for my family so that despite slavery, despite civil rights, despite first time, uh, what's it called, first generation college students, despite all that shit that yeah. we've triumphed through, yeah. now I'm mindful enough to say, hey, as the patriarch, patriarch or matriarch of my family, when I leave, y'all finna catch a bag. And yeah. it's not y'all gonna catch a bag that has no names on it. I'm going to allocate this shit to maybe my, <laughs> no my man, my, my firstborn or my son, yeah. motherfucker got my surname, gets to decide my yeah. estate. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Put your affairs in order is what I'm saying. Please. And there's no better way to jumpstart generational wealth and leave a legacy behind than through a life insurance policy, yeah. man. Seriously. I don't care who you go with. I don't care what type you go with. And there are different kinds. And we can talk to Fred about, mm -hmm. you know, all that type of stuff. But at the end of the day, man, when I go, I want it to be a blessing. I want the best party that I ever thrown to be my funeral. 
You know what I'm saying? Because Live people know, man, this nigga went to heaven, he died empty, <laughs> and he left us a bag. Congratulations. You know what I'm saying? Glad to see you go. Yeah. But I don't think that we do that often enough, if ever. We don't. Um, another thing that I, really quick, just before we wrap it up on McCain, I, did you see the, uh, the speech from President Bush and Obama? The code. He lived by a set of public virtues that brought strength and purpose to his life and to his country. He was courageous with a courage that frightened his captors and inspired his countrymen. He was honest, no matter whom it offended. Presidents were not spared. <laughs> he was honorable, always recognizing that his opponents were still patriots and human beings. He loved freedom with the passion of a man who knew its absence. He respected the dignity inherent in every life, a dignity that does not stop at borders and cannot be erased by dictators. Perhaps above all, John detested the abuse of power. Well, I didn't watch the speech. So, President Bush actually had a really nice, it was seven minutes, Obama's was 22 minutes. Mm. <laughs> Lost for words. Really good seven <laughs> Not minutes. as articulate as he thought he was. It was really good, though. Right. And coming from Bush, coming from one of them, yeah. He said, y'all should be ashamed. If y'all were friends with McCain and y'all around here acting as if you don't see what this administration is doing, yeah. you should be ashamed and you should be disgraced. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but McCain kind of was opposed to Trump. Yeah. He, yeah, he stood he against a lot of his back. shit. Yeah, he yeah, spoke yeah. up. Yeah. But, I mean, he was getting sick. Yeah. So just imagine. Every he, word was like a day off of his life. Imagine if he yeah. was in his heyday. Yeah. He would be going head-head with, with ah, Trump, yeah, yeah. you know, so. Um, Bush spoke to that and, you know, had everybody in there kind of heads down, yeah. you know. Obama, mm. he made them all feel like shit. Ah. I came from a broken home and never knew my father. John was the scion of one of America's most distinguished military families. I have a reputation for keeping cool. John, not so much. We were standard bearers of different American political traditions, and throughout my presidency, John never hesitated to tell me when he thought I was screwing up, which by his calculation was about once a day. <laughs> but for all our differences, for all the times we sparred, I never tried to hide, and I think John came to understand the long-standing admiration that I had for him. By his own account, John was a rebellious young man. In his case, that's understandable. What? So it was really good to hear from those two. Yeah. Then you had uh, Megan McCain, who spoke. It was really emotional. And that's the sister. That's the I daughter. I mean, the daughter. Yeah. yeah and uh, she, what she said was, um, "My daddy dead." No. <laughs> <laughs> say, say that. But it would have been true. No, she, said, um, she said uh, the, the America of McCain was already great. She speaks quietly because she is strong. America does not boast because she has no need to. The America of John McCain has no need to be made great again because America was always great. Now, this is my thing. Not in the politics with shits, all that, blah, blah, blah. I know that this... Uh, what is the uh, Nixon? Yeah. Only in America. 
yeah. only in America, right? So we know those things. Uh, we know Trump for the make uh, America, America great, great again. Yeah. Did you know that that was an original campaign slogan for Clinton? I didn't know that. Do your research, watches. I swear on everything. That was said and kind of jacked from some of the Clinton. verbiage and shit huh. that Clinton used to really use as his platform was, we're going to make America great again. You know what they did say, though, that I didn't like at Aretha's funeral? Mm. They referred to Clinton as the first black president. Yeah. Like, he sent so many black people to jail. Yeah, low key, lowest of keys. That motherfucker was the devil. <laughs> I'm just gonna so say. So I just it. was like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. I didn't watch that foolery thing. Yeah, he he fun. did he did a lot of um, schmoozing and rubbing of elbows with the right people that made you feel comfortable with him. He was cool. He was getting hit. Yeah. He was getting <laughs> he was doing the sack shit. But low key, yeah. he definitely turned that pipeline to prison into a reality. Yes, seriously. Fuck you, Clinton. <laughs> We love Hillary, though. Uh, we don't? As senator. Ah, yes. Stay in your lane. <laughs> Stay in your lane, bitch. <laughs> All right. Moving along to uh, China. They have a plan? They always seem to have one. Okay. What's going on so with China? Maybe the next show, I'm going to do a whole segment on what's going on in China because I don't think America is ready. I don't, yeah. I don't think the world is really ready. So this mm -hmm. new president, side note, he's a lot of the people who ran against him coming up missing, coming up dead, mm. right? Can't find him. And he is now getting a bill to eliminate term limits. Yeah, yeah, the last yeah, yeah, time, about that. You told me about that. The last time they had that, it was a dictator in office, and they fought so hard to get him out because yeah. it was like a tyranny, right? Yeah. So to me, it, it's like the same thing. Mm -hmm. Now, China has been slowly but surely rebuilding their infrastructure and their economy, right? Low-key, ain't said nothing, ain't spread the word about what's going on. I've been seeing a lot of articles about how China's investing in Africa. Mm. So I saw on Vice last night, Rwanda is uh, one of the largest importer of secondhand clothes. They mm. had like, it, it would look like junk to us, right? Secondhand clothes, like hand-me-downs? Like t-shirts. Um, they get it from the U.S., from Canada, from Europe. So this is like when they have the t-shirts printed just in case these niggas win the Super Bowl, but these people end up actually winning it, we're going to just throw that shit to Rwanda? It's, it's that. It's jerseys. It's mm. T-shirts. It's what a Cubs Irregular shirt. Irregular-ass items. It's They're everything. the TJ Maxx I, of confidence. Yeah, so I don't yeah. know if, like, say TJ Maxx, all this stuff ain't selling, and they ship it out. Mm. It's like something like that, maybe. Mm. Um, but only 40% 40, 40 of... The population can only afford secondhand stuff. Oh, they're impoverished. Very much so. As fuck. Okay, and so get this. So, but the president now, um, Paul Kwame, mm -hmm. wants to move past this, right? He wants Rwanda to compete worldwide economically and not, he feels like, you know, we don't, we deserve more than just secondhand shit, right? Mm -hmm. So, at first, it was, a, it was a tax 20 cent per item. Mm -hmm. He moves, he, he's changed that to 250. Right. Well, that's hurting all of the business owners who buy this stuff to yeah. sell it to their yeah. customers. Now they have to double what the price to, yeah. the, to the customers because he's really trying to banish this, right? Mm -hmm. And so because he put a tariff on it, Trump put a tariff on all of our stuff mm. tit that for they're tat. getting. Right. Tit for tat. From Rwanda or China? From Rwanda. Uh, what do we get from Rwanda besides the DVD Hotel Rwanda? Apparently we get shoes. They have all type of imports that we get from them. I didn't know this. Holy moly. 
Okay, so now, so that's one side of it. The other side are the original designers who are opening up boutiques and shops. Well, they are thriving because oh, yeah. the secondhand stuff is cutting into their business. Mm -hmm. well, I was watching this and I was like, well, if only 40% of the population can afford secondhand, why are you, I don't get it. Yeah. I get what they're trying to do and trying to become, but I think the process is just wrong. It's like yeah. they're stepping on one to build yeah. the other. So China has stepped in. Mm -mm. China's the fifth largest trading partner with them. Mm -hmm. They've invested over $400 billion. Mm, excuse me. And this past July, the president made a visit to Rwanda, and he's the first Chinese leader ever right. to visit. Right. So, so that was the caption I saw with the leaders from Africa and China, and they said they invest billions of dollars into the African economy. Yes. Damn, I should start reading the articles instead of just the headlines. Well, and, and so China have their companies opening up in Rwanda, and mm -hmm. they're exporting from there as well. Please believe See, they have a plan. Chi they do, because my thing is China doesn't have to go to other countries to open mm. up anything. We're but good the here. the fact that they're monopolizing the spaces mm. in these countries mm. is telling me that these countries have something or is something else going on? It's a bigger, uh, it's a bigger like plan. They, it's a bigger plan at play because just think about it. Like there is a Chinatown in every major <laughs> metropolitan city already in the United States. So like just think of those as campuses or surrogates or satellite yeah. countries. And if the uprise were to come, these motherfuckers would be at your door with swords. You know what I'm saying? Not knives, not guns. Swords, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those may come from Japan, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, cultur I'm culturally ignorant. But I'm just saying, at the end of the day, Z, you got, we there's watch a, what's going you on have here. to pay attention, dog. They have surrogates ready to do whatever really, to your rice meal. Really, really, really want Africa to stay independent. Mm. Stop. Wishful thinking from Reese. Business. Yeah, mutual partnership, yes, but don't. Shut I don't out. want you to have to depend. Don't be dependent. Don't be interdependent on these niggas. Going, you, you, now you're depending on the Chinese man. You were depending yeah. on the white man. Like no. Yeah, you like, just switch from white to yellow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't get on they teat. Yeah. Stay off they teat. So. And I think that about wraps us up for news on this week's episode of This and the Third. So we're going to go ahead and move into entertainment. So what's topping off our entertainment news this week? Please tell me what I, it is, what I think it is. Nikki versus Cardi. Thank you. I saw a clip from an incredible source that was like, <laughs> Nikki and Cardi get into it. What the bam? I watched the video, blurry, hazy, dark, yes. couldn't see shit. It was like, man, bullshit. Then I start seeing personal posts from accounts, start seeing credible sources posting about it. I actually like this. Now, I know that Drake and Meek have made up. I know uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Eminem at it. I know there's a lot of beefs with yeah. the males. But I just kind of, it's something about the row of it all. Then I'm just like, yeah, y'all fight. And Cardi win. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're winning on the charts. You're winning on the just clout and, you know, everything in terms of the popular vote. Beat her ass. And that's the trifactor. What say you? So, you know, we all love Cardi because she's real. She, she love is. her authenticity. Right. And not to shit on Nikki, but, you know. We shouldn't know you, Nicks. <laughs> I've never been a Nikki fan because I'm a Queen Lil' Kim fan. Right, so, right, And I right. just feel like this is a younger version of Lil' Kim. The reason that I'm you know. not 
a Nikki fan as much as I possibly could have been is just because I just feel like the before and after, I don't think that I even noticed artists. You know what I'm saying? Like when you see the before picture of Nicki Minaj and you're like, they made, they created off of that? Yeah. This? Like, what's the real? But with Cardi, yes, enhancements have been made, da da da. But the story, the authenticity, and the uh, passion, the attitude, the spirit has been consistent. And I vibe more with that. And I think that even before Cardi came out, it was still something about Nikki that just left me wanting more. It was yeah. like you're not Kim. She didn't fulfill. Uh, Remy, you know, Remy bodied you, and you had to get like the only reason that shit didn't become like the sheather that it could have been was because you went to Nas and got the track pulled and yeah. like that goofy ass shit. Like it's rap. Yeah. Like if she bodies you, let it ride. You know what I'm saying? So come to find out, this is what happened. Um, it was a fight over uh, Nikki Cardi thought. Nikki said something about her kid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it was her, the said, kid's name is Culture. Okay. And it's a girl? I don't know. I think it's a girl named Culture. Okay. Shout out to the Migos. Um, and then they said kids were off uh, limits. Because uh, Nikki talked about it on her podcast, Queens Radio. Mm -hmm. And But then they had a quote of Cardi actually saying, like a long time ago before she obviously had a child, you know, kids ain't off limits. You know, mm, my, you say something goes. about my mama's child. Yeah, 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 that yeah. kind of thing. You change your perspective as you grow older, though. When you're wiser. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and so then they saw each other at this party. You know, word said, Cardi went for it, right? Nikki's thing is, Nikki's uh, an agitator, mm. passive aggressive, right? <laughs> she <laughs> does stuff, I think, one, to promote whatever she got going because she put out her album or mm. something. Uh, it's, it's trash. <laughs> Couldn't get through it. I'm listening to a lot of music these days. Couldn't get through it. I like the track that she did that like remade Biggie's, and it was kind of talking it, about yeah. uh, in, fuck an industry bitch. She remade that, and yeah. I think it's called like Barbie something, whatever. Like I don't know, I don't know what it's called, but she talking about the niggas that she would fuck, but whatever. Yeah, okay, I heard it that. Got a cold ass beat, and the concept is like an ode to Biggie. Yeah. I like that shit, but the rest of the album I just couldn't <laughs> turn it off. Put on the Travis Scott. Sorry. <laughs> so. She, they, they basically said she baited Cardi, mm -hmm. and everybody is like, Cardi, don't feed into her, don't fall for it no more, but sometimes you just got to be the bitch ass, yeah. and then let's move forward. But I think going forward, Cardi should just ignore Nikki because it's a waste of your time. But I will say this. There is something to be said about the fact that I'll die for this. You see what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, uh, I know what I said in the past. I know I've grown from that place, and I know I'm, I'm letting you know that kids are off limits, and I'm finna show the yeah. kids are off limits. So it's not, I mean, you could call it baiting all you want, but it's like, hmm, at the end of the day, bait, not bait. Whether I know it's bait or not, I'll beat your ass over my kids. I know, kids. but I wish she would have got like a good ass whooping. She didn't get that yeah, good ass didn't. whooping, she so didn't. it's like, uh, just yeah. until you know you can corner a bitch. Yeah, like, I mean, and that's not going to happen now right. because everybody's Clearly. on alert. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, man, shout out to y'all because I think that, you know, when you, when you listen to shit like um, Nikki on Monster, and Kanye has admitted this several times that she had the coldest verse on that yeah. track. And she's on there with Jay. She's on there with M. She's on there with Wayne. She's, she's on a there good with collaborative Kanye. artist. She's a very good collaborative artist. Her independent projects don't really speak to me, yeah. but she is a dope MC. Yeah. Let's not get that twisted. Cardi is Cardi, yeah. obviously. We like her for her personality. Yeah. I think that's what people gravitate toward. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, both of y'all doing y'all thing, and everybody got preferences. We allowed to like one more than the other, yeah. but that don't mean that both of y'all ain't. The bomb, you know what I'm saying? Uh, also in entertainment, man, Odell Beckham Jr. Now, this is the guy who my son tries to steal his hairdo. 
This okay, is yeah. The, yeah. This yeah. noodle hair, blonde top he bop. He is attractive. Odell Beckham Jr. is one of the coldest receivers that the NFL has seen. Like this nigga is athletic as fuck. This nigga be catching the ball like a, a he caught he caught a touchdown pass like on some and one shit with really? three fingers falling back. Like I know you don't care about that shit, but the nigga is cold. And now I heard he's catching a bag. Catching. Catching. Ninety-five million. Mm. Sixty-five guaranteed. That's numbers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And he deserves. I think he's the highest paid. Receiver in NFL history yeah. with this number, and uh, man, can we just slow yeah, clap? Why not? One time for the one <laughs> time. I swear. I love to see brothers get their bag. He's yeah. another one that has stayed true to himself. He's a party dude. Uh, he's a, he's a he's a tastemaker. He he the type of nigga that will participate in a Kiki challenge. You know what I'm saying? He he's a he's celebrity. Fun. He's cool. He's fun. He's young. He does his thing, and uh, he's cold at, his, at what he does. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So uh, shout out to Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. And then, uh, man, just hold your head. Uh, I think it's Lavelle or Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. He's in a similar situation where he deserves a bag, and they really I holding him away from his bag. He, they, they like, um, they done paid Antonio Brown, the wide receiver for the Steelers, his bag. And now they're saying, because you're a running back, like they'll pay a wide receiver, but they're not going to pay a running back that coin. But they throw the ball to this nigga out the backfield. They throw it to him in the slot. They treat him like a receiver. But he's technically a running back, and they're holding out on his bread, and it's getting kind of ugly. The team is turning on him. The ah. coaches ain't fucking with him. And it's, it's kind of ugly, but you know your worth. So I would stick say stick to, to your gun, see, yeah. and you will catch your bag as well. All right? Moving on to entertainment, man. Ape shit. What say you? Did you know who wrote it? Did I know who wrote Beyonce and Jay-Z's Jay Ape, Ape shit? shit? I thought they wrote their own music. Quavo. I want to talk about you writing um, Ape shit for the Carters, for Beyonce. How was that? Oh, uh, that was fine. It was real fire. I, I actually did uh, stir fry and ape shit at the same time. Man, for real, was recording at Chalice, and um, ape shit was supposed to make culture too, and it really and it just he sent me. We did two records, and um, I just picked stir fry to go on the album. Great pick, though. He called Great me back pick. and was like, "Yo, B and J got the record," and I was like, "For real? Shit, I can't wait till they drop it." Yeah. That's crazy. And so when you see Beyonce performing that, in your mind, is she performing it the way that you wrote it? Like the way that you wanted it? Absolutely. She killing it. Nah, oh. She doing it way better than me. <laughs> she killing it. She bringing moves and dance moves and court. Like I had, I went to the show. I watched the whole show because she do it at the end of the show. Right, right, right. Man, I was like the anticipation for ape shit was, I feel like I started sweating. <laughs> Like, just watching the show, and it was so hype and, and exciting. I was just waiting on ape shit the whole time, and then when she played. When Yonce raps, it's kind of hard. It's kind of irresistible, and here's why. Because her songs are catchy. You know, Neo has written some of her, of her classics. Obviously, Quavo is now contributing, and the writers are dope. And it's interesting because it's like a, a, um, a double standard. Like, in R&B, Whitney didn't have to write her shit. Mariah don't have to write her shit. Beyonce don't have to write her shit. Whatever the case, they don't have to write that shit. They have to be the face of that song and the song, the voice of that song. Well, no, in the beginning they did though. In the I'm talking about now. But it, let's, uh, I want people to understand though. In the beginning, as an artist, don't think people are just flooding you with songs. Right, right. Well, when you, you say the beginning, to, you're talking about the '60s, '70s. No, I'm saying the beginning of Destiny's Child, right. the beginning of Beyonce. 
her first album, she was in there writing. Ah, I didn't know that. I didn't know. You ain't got credit like that for people just to be sending you stuff. But when she started, you know, blowing up. So she does have the gift of the pen as well. Yeah, most artists start out. I thought it was kind of just, you know, when you're a singer, you sing. When you're a writer, you write, and we come together and make a nice little team. Well, so it's it's a little bit of both. They prefer a singer that can write will get further faster yeah opposed because then you're just waiting around for yeah, songs, for songs and a lot that of fit times, your voice and shit like that you, yeah. you know it take what, what's the saying like you got to go through a lot to find the golden egg or something mm-hmm. like that so well, but I, I was saying all that to say that in hip-hop you know that shit is not accepted oh uh, yeah and no. now now it's becoming more <laughs> mainstream where you can have Ghost a ghostwriter writer, and it's yeah. totally acceptable we get that shit right but it's like I guess it's kind of like with Kanye. Like, I guess Kanye is known for having a ghostwriter now, but early on he didn't. He and he kind of cut his teeth and did his own shit. See what I'm did saying? the whole thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I, I just think that it's dope how a song can be written by somebody, passed along to somebody, passed over by somebody, and then boom. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think yeah. um, Kanye had a song way back in the day. It was like, man, Common passed on this beat. I made it to a jam. Everything I'm not made me everything I am. Oh, yeah. like, I tried to get us to Common, who was probably up here to Kanye at that time. time. And Common saw, saw something or heard something like, nah, I'm good. And he just did his own I song, know, and man. that shit was one of his dopest shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just love how that works, and I would love to learn more about that shit. But yeah, shout out to Ape Shit, shout out to Quavo, shout out to Migos, man. Everybody, I was listening to T Greasy uh, earlier today, and uh, that's the uh, first day out, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hit the rollie store with the rollie on. You remember? Exactly. One hit wonder about two years ago. <laughs> and um, it's just good that it seems like the Migos are kind of here to stay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they kind of came out very quick. And you didn't know, was it going to be the race right murder? Was it going to, yeah, they doing their thing. So uh, shout out to them. Uh, also in entertainment, man, these white folks done lost it. Did they ever have it is my question. When did, did they see, have it and where did they lose it? Did you see the two white guys who ran up on stage at the concert in Atlanta? Who stayed? Whose concert? Beyonce and Jay-Z. No. You didn't see this? No. Shut up. You didn't see the video? Please tell me they were clotheslined, oh full Nelson, I, I, and figure four leg locked. No. I was up one night and I was like, is this real? And I went through so many videos to find a good angle. And oh I my found God. Right? <laughs> Dancers accosted them. Yes. Yes. I love that shit. You got to ride for your guys. You got to ride for the guys. And uh, you already know where your check come from. Okay. So <laughs> I bet you got to raise if you threw the first place. I got to look up this video. You got G. to. And we'll show it. Okay. But So then the next night, right, um, as Beyonce and them are exiting, she, she turns back and she gave the karate kick. Man. Like, I'm ready for back, you back. tonight. Back, yeah. back, back. <laughs> Give me 50 feet. But that was just crazy. Like, yeah. I just don't know how y'all just... Nobody was there. Y'all but just that's, that, that speaks stage? to a greater issue of one. I mean, they probably was lit, and I know when you get drunk, you be out your body. But two, you that you out your fight? body. 
Jay Z to want to jump on. See, I don't I think they were trying to jump. They was trying to yes, jump on. Yes, it, it wasn't no. It wasn't a friendly approach. No, oh was, shit! So my thing is, a white man trying to jump on Jay. Jay got this documentary out. Yeah. Jay talking about I'm black and I'm arrogant. Right. Fuck y'all. I, you know what I'm saying? He's saying all this stuff in his songs. I took it like that. Yeah, yeah. They I'll dare you. Charges, but I just feel like they need to really be careful. I, I just think it's, it speaks to a greater issue though. The fact that they made it that far. Yeah. Because if it was, let's say, let's just say some Chief Keith looking dread, dreadhead shorties coming up there, whatever, whatever, wouldn't have one, probably even got their ticket honored <laughs> to be in the pit. <laughs> Two, first step on that motherfucking demo, the the engineer would have beat their ass, not right. the security. The right. engineer would be like, y'all niggas don't belong. Here. <laughs> right. Boom, let me get that. And then, you know, obviously getting onto the stage, the dancers would have had their way with them as well. But it just speaks to the privilege that they must have had in their mind, like, we can do this. And also that hesitation that we as a society have, like, well, these white men must be yeah. with the shits. They must no. be with the shits. They're white men. If I'm up Man, here fuck doing that. it and you just got somebody just Dog. like, what's the Gallivanting, hey, come on, man. Yeah. There was no questions asked, man. Also in entertainment, man. Um, new show alert, and we love this on this and the third, man. So, what's the new show alert on this week? So, have you seen the shop? It's on HBO. LeBron. Mm-hmm. I definitely saw episode one on my way back from Alabama. Okay, I love the way the season kicked off. Let me say, you like mm-hmm. it? I love the rawness of this show. <laughs> love it. That motherfucker was speaking from the spirit. Not only of the him, Negro. But you got Draymond Green. Draymond. You had Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, he's on uh, there. Candace Parker. Snoop. Snoop. Yeah, Snoop um, on there. You had some of uh, the four horsemen that rolled with LeBron. You had John Stewart. Uh, Carmichael. J- what's his name? Uh, Gerard. Gerard Carmichael. Carmichael. Uh, Shout out to Lil Real with his own show now, yeah, G. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm sorry not to deviate, but he was on the Carmichael show, show. as an extra. Now Gerard Carmichael is co-starring on Lil Real show. Yeah. That's Chicago. And it's not on no hating shit like, you know, Carmichael, but you had your turn and now it's a little real turn and next somebody else will get their turn. You know what? Shout out. I do like uh, Gerard Carmichael as a comedian, though. Mm-hmm. Have you not watched his stand-up? Dude. Yeah, he's funny. He's funny. He's funny. Him, Hannibal, uh, Michael Chi, I think his name is, okay. from um, um, Saturday Night Live. Okay. We got some dope black comedians that are, like, sophisticatedly funny. It's not yeah, this. Yeah, it's not wop. It's not yeah. that shit. It's Makes funny. But I, I will say this, though, speaking of black comedians, G. Kevin Hart, this motherfucking cold as balls shit that he does with Old Spice where they in the tub with the sports figures is some what dope. What channel does that? And what Laugh Out Loud Network. He like has a channel when you go to Facebook and you go to the um okay, the, so the videos, on... you go to watch list, you just type in goddamn Laugh Out Loud Network, okay. you will be laughing for days. Times. That shit is hilarious. But the fact that he has LOL Network. The fact that he puts other young and up-and-coming comedians on uh-huh. and he gives them that platform. The fact that he is diverse as fuck. He calls himself the uh, the comedic rock star, comedian rock star or something like that. He's just that. So he's not funnier than Eddie Murphy. He's not funnier than Dave Chappelle. He's not funnier than Chris Rock. But he is uh, more well-branded. Because he's tapped into his social media. And his social media is and, and perceived. And people hate on Kevin Hart. Because they're not him. Because they're not him. They, they hate I you because like they ain't you. I, I, I fuck with, like, that's the thing. I think Kevin Hart was more funny when he was up and coming, yeah. doing paper soldiers and shit like yeah. that. Once he got famous and now they're kind of determining. Yeah, talk about. Yeah, they're determining what type of, like, I, I'm not excited to see, um, set, what's it called, night school. I'm not excited to no, see no, that I'm shit because it. it's like, it looks corny as fuck. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you can't hate on his bag. No, you can't hate yeah. on Tyler Perry's bag. No. You can't hate on Lee Daniels' bag. You can't hate on the niggas Lee. that. 
can I got? I don't know. We gonna. Right, right. I, but I'm throwing mugs in there that's making money moves, yeah. man. And I'm just talking about straight getting to the money because that's at the end of the day, it's about the art. But then there is the business aspect that, man, we, we've been the most talented people f forever Ever. and haven't profited off of it. They are finding a way to profit, profit off of the talent. I love that shit. All right. But so check out the shop. Check out the shop. Yo, I'm not even sure what days it come on because I caught it. Man, I YouTubed it. So okay. I was able to catch it on YouTube, but it is on HBO yep. and it's probably on demand. So you can ch check, check out the out. first episode that's talking about LeBron's position on just uh, his place in society, uh, his upbringing, being the stud, being the yeah. million dollar Negro, at, knowing that at an early age, like LeBron is very woke. And it's crazy that somebody that doesn't have the formal education that the United States tends to celebrate is opening schools, is providing free tuition to college, da da da, and he never went. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like that shit is. is dope to me. You don't need that shit if you're called for something greater. I, I agree. Um, they also have Michael Bennett on their mm. football player. and he He's outspoken from the Seattle Seahawks. Love him. Yeah. Um, because they also did, it wasn't just about LeBron, so you guys understand. They, Snoop talked about his experiences traveling around the world. Diversifying being, himself, being reinventing himself over and over. As a black over. person mm. here versus out of the country. You know what he said that was dope? He said that, you know what I'm saying, as much as people want to shit on black people and culture and be culture vultures, he said because of the impact of him and Dre, Early on, decades ago, he taught people overseas how to speak English, English because they was just rocking out to the, the chronic. They was rocking out to doggy style. They was rocking out to all of his early shits. That's powerful. We know bro. that. We know that. But, but I mean, nobody else would give them that. Oh my stars! So it was nice to, to just to hear them hear us talk. That shop talk. Yeah, that shop yeah. Talk. With our one token white guy. Oh yeah, and John is Jewish, and but John keeps it real, and that's the thing. I think he speaks to the fact that taking the labels away who are you yeah who the fuck are yeah. you fuck your title fuck your ethnicity fuck your last name sometimes right. who are you as a person and what is your moral fabric and what you about right but i think that about wraps us up for uh entertainment on this week's episode of this that, and the third now we are going to move into our final topic and favorite topic on this and the third and that is none other than relationships so what do we have from uh dc dear dc this week okay dear dc my boyfriend is very overprotective of me excuse me it's cute at times but how can i get him to back off a bit without hurting his feelings hmm, 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 hmm. um very overprotective it's cute sometimes how can i get him to back off without hurting his feelings what say you this is interesting um you know, you have to nip that in the bud right away. Yeah, because if it was cute once, it's always cute to him, I think. Yeah, and he's going to think that you think it's always cute. Yeah. And it's just not going to be cute to get on your goddamn nerves mm -hmm. eventually. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, have a conversation. Don't be so overdramatic about it, but just straight up. Like, yeah, babe, that's cool. I understand. But what are you trying to do? Do you understand that I want to do this? You know, just really right. talk about whatever the issue is. Right. Because he... I mean, I don't know. When they say overprotective, I would want to know more. Is yeah, it baby is put it, the boobs up, or is it get that nigga's dick out your mouth, or is it let me see your phone? You know what I'm saying? Like it's oh, 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 <laughs> that escalated quickly. I'm sorry, but there's levels to this shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And or we wouldn't need it, to know more information. You coming home from work late? Mm. Call me. Why didn't you call me? I was concerned. I'm outside. Whoa, <laughs> you're uninvited. What the fuck? We're at my mom's funeral. Right. So it just depends. <laughs> right. But, Either way, all of that is nice and thoughtful, but yeah, you just want to control it and 
let him know how you feel about it. And how long have y'all been together? You talking about it's cute at times, and it seems kind of <laughs> new. And we're at the yeah, band. I will tell. I will tell you this: uh, when you are early on in the relationship, when you're a couple months, half a year, a year, eighteen months, even, you're showing that person how to love you. So if it's cute at first, and it's like, ah, oh, well, you know, I I like the fact that he gets jealous and overprotective, blah blah blah. Now that becomes the foundation of how he expresses his love and liking with the band. And when that shit rears his ugly head, and that nigga's head is coming through your toilet seat when you finna flush, like, bitch, why you so, why your flow so heavy? You know what I'm saying? Who made your love come down? That could be a problem. So I'm just saying, yeah. nip it in the bud early, like Reese said. Agreed. Okay. Next, dear DC, I'm a 30 year old divorced man and have been dating this woman for two months. I really like her a lot. And we tried having sex over the weekend. Tried. And, well, I could not get it up. And I, and I completely freaked out on the inside. I don't know what happened. Other than once I thought about it, it got worse. She even tried oral. Mm. And it felt great. But the whole time, I was so anxious. I was so anxious and apologized. <laughs> Mm. Well, it's been a few days, and I have not heard back from her. Is it over? Should I call her? What do I do? <laughs> this is so layered. This is so layered. Oh, should I take this one? Oh, let's break this down. I'm 38 years old. Divorce. You're divorced, man. You're going through, not menopause, you're going through a midlife crisis. Uh, <laughs> you've been dating a woman for two months. My question immediately becomes, uh, how long have you been divorced? How long mm. have you been divorced before you jumped into this relationship that began two months ago? Um, I really like her a lot, physically or no. <laughs> uh, and we tried having sex over the weekend. Now, I will say this. I'm being fully transparent. I have had times where, you know, I had too good of a time leading up to the sex. And, oh, you get whiskey dick, right? <laughs> so was that the situation? Was it after a day that you guys drank happy? I don't know. And I don't know if 38-year-olds do that. You know what I'm saying? Maybe y'all drinking wine and shit like that. So maybe that's not but the it case. it seems like Tried having sex over once the weekend. I thought about it, it got worse. So it seems like he's okay. in his head. When you're in your head. So that's like Shaq shooting free throws. Like, oh, my God, I'm <laughs> terrible. Ah, I missed again. You know what I'm saying? So I get the overthinking things mm. and, uh, you know, what the bam. And if you're ever, hopefully it never happens to you. But if you're ever in that moment where it's just like, man, I can't get it up, go to the bathroom. Maybe you just have to pee, right? Just go pee Woosah, look at yourself in the mirror and reaffirm your manhood, dog. Man, you got this. You got this. Get your shit on medium swole and then go dive back in. And once you get in, you're good. But it says you was playing the perimeter a little bit too much, man. Then it says, man, I thought about it got worse. Yeah, don't overthink it. Uh, she even tried oral. Now, that's the fucked up part. Yeah. She <laughs> seems to have a gummy bear. Like, what? A gummy bear in her mouth. Oh, <laughs> Oh, my stars. Now, that's where you fucked up. I'd have yeah. been like, nah, baby, I got you. <laughs> and I'd have been down here. Uh, you know what? I got to go. <laughs> but at least she got hers. Now, she would have called back after that. I yeah, think. she, she would have called back. back. But if you 
Get, let her give you right. head and couldn't get it out. You said nothing about returning the favor. <laughs> oh, my stars. Do not call, do not text, do not email, <laughs> do not pass go, do not collect $100. And then the whole time I was like, I apologize. Yeah, you genuine at this point. Uh, well, it's been a few days. I've heard nothing back. Is it over? Yes. In short, it is over. And she should I call her? Oh, her circle of friends. Her circle of friends knows intimate <laughs> details about your flaccid cock. She knows. And her friends and her mom, when they see you out, oh, my stars, they are going to hand you Twizzlers like this. Gummy. Gummy in nature. God. Do you agree? I agree. I think no, we can move on from don't. that. This nigga said I apologize. <laughs> you became Ruben Stuttered. That is like this so is my like sorry for like, 2004. It's like, okay. Um, oh. All right, well, guess I go. Mm. See you later. With the, the, right. I think I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. What? Moving right along. Okay. Last but not least. So, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, right? Tierra Marie is a singer, right? She's been having, she used to date Ray J, and she's just been having horrible luck in relationships. She used to date, um, oh, I can't remember the light-skinned dude's name. Uh, Peter Guns. No. Light-skinned dude, light-skinned dude. He was uh, bald-head. He was like. Oh, Doug Christie. No. Montel anyway. Williams. No. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, anyway, she came out of rehab. She was dating this guy named Akbar, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> Ahmed. Right. But he was handsome, kind of helping her get things back on track, motivating her. They work out together, all that kind of stuff, right? Right. Well, her friends find out because they see on Instagram he has a wife. Mm. Hello. And so they, you know, the friends, gonna do they, they meet up with her, mm -hmm. they talk to her. and They interview her. <laughs> right. Then they find out he has another girlfriend. Not only has a wife, but a girlfriend and Tierra. So, it seems to be a poly, he's, he seems to be a polyamorous, remember? Yeah, we, yeah he's a polynomial. What we <laughs> learned about from yeah. the movie. Okay, his wife knows about the girlfriend. Right. The girlfriend has a fitness center, a oh, gym. Yeah, of course, keeps it tight. She knows about the wife. Mm -hmm. So then when Tierra finally accepts that all this stuff is true, mm -hmm. she comes to the house and she sees the wife and the girlfriend. Right. And she's, she can't believe it. But the wife is like, well, yeah, if you're going to be in this circle, you last. And you have to answer to me. Mm, there's a pecking order. Yeah. No, you're <laughs> I mean, low woman on the totem pole, so formerly famous ass. The girlfriend talk, was talking to the guy, Akbar, and was like, this is what you want to do? You want somebody like that? Mm. Like, this is who you bringing in with, with us? Mm. And he was like, well. She's not worthy. Look, this is what he said. He said, well, um. Whatever his wife's name, she in the fashion industry, she's not gonna cross that. He said, You in the fitness industry, mm -hmm. she's not gonna cross that. She in music. Yeah. And you know I've been trying to get into the music game and you know, She helps me diversify my portfolio. And so <laughs> my portfolio. Look, and so then he told her, you know, this I'm I'm looking after you. You know, you ain't never been in no good relationship mm. with nobody investing in you. No. So pouring into you. This is what this is. Yeah, this is how this happens. This is us. So like, <laughs> does this work? Do you think, like, would you do something like this? Could you be that guy? <laughs> would. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Could you be that guy? Man. That is open and honest with all parties involved. And do you think 
this is a good type of relationship? Maybe for some people. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the best answer I can give is it depends. And it depends on the person and persons involved with the shits. Um, I'm with the shits, man. I really feel like, you know what I'm saying, I have soul mates, <laughs> plural, mates, and our souls tend to mate you know what i'm saying at the end of the day and you know whether you're talking about historically where you're talking about present or where you're talking about future like let's say that you're in a situation where man i'm getting 80 percent of everything i want from this woman what the band da 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 but this 20 percent over here is dope i don't feel like i shouldn't be able to have that 20 percent as well to make a hundred piece you know what i'm saying i'm trying to keep it 100 with y'all you know what i'm saying so at the end of the day if it takes two women to do that, cool. If it takes five women to do that and give me 20% of themselves, cool. If it takes one, cool. But the universe kind of gets to determine that, and you got to go with your gut. I would rather be open and honest, and not saying that's my situation. I'm just saying it, it is. It occurs. <laughs> that those th Obviously, from this example, that exists right, in the world. Right. And I would just say that as long as you could be honest with yourself and you could be honest with them, and everything's transparent. There's no cheating, per se, because we're being honest right about now. it. But at the end of the day, when you're moving in that fashion because that's what your loins are telling you, that's what your mind's telling you, that's what your spirit is telling yeah. you, and you can't be out open and honest about it, that's when it becomes a problem. Okay. Well said. And I, uh, what say you? If it floats your boat, go for it. If it works, it works. To but each I his think own. What, uh, with Tierra. I think she was, one, she didn't know. Going mm. into it, she didn't yeah. know. So it was kind of like, yeah. wait a minute. All right. Um, yeah, if it works, it works for you. If it doesn't, I'm, I'm not going to judge. Right. We don't do that here on this and third. But yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know. And I think, you know, you said she was coming out of rehab. Yeah, Career so isn't what it used to yeah. be necessarily, blah, blah. So you would want, you would wish, you would hope that you were everything to that one somebody. But what if you're not? What if you're do not? you be alone and lonely? Or do you be a piece of the puzzle and probably have the opportunity to have your other pieces? Or do you be 100% to yourself first? 100% to yourself first. Get, you go through the healing process, yeah. G. Because once you can present a whole version of yourself, then I think that's a better representation. And you'll yeah. probably attract somebody that's whole and might not need all these holes filled. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Okay, all these holes. But at the end of the day, man, what do you say? Let, let us know. Comment below. Be sure to follow us on all social media outlets by searching this, that, and the third with the third spell I, 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 like the Roman numeral three. And on YouTube, you can check us uh, by Calvin searching and Calvin and Reese, man. So it's been a pleasure for y'all. It's been a pleasure for us. We thank y'all for tuning in and turning up for another dope episode of this, that, and the third, the lifestyle show that gives you life, literally. And we're about to sign off. And we are the undisputed king and queen of Chicago podcast. Check us out.